Hey there, how are you doing? I am Kristen and James, but you can call me CJ, and you're listening to the Shine the Five Method with CJ. I'm your host. In this podcast, I will be having authentic conversations with amazing women who have found their shine and are walking in their purpose. Because you want to know why? They know the importance of working on their mindset. Their stories are unique and relatable, sometimes at the same time, because we are all on this journey called life. I want these conversations to serve as encouragement to each and every one of you who feel stuck, that it's time to get your head in the game and find your shine. The world is waiting. Let's get into it. Joining me today is, oh my gosh, my dearest friend, Rhea Carey. Certified life coach, motivational speaker, and Ray will tell you more about the new title because we're going to be talking about the importance of collaborating as an entrepreneur to build your brand. But before we get into that, I'm going to give Ray a moment to shine and just tell us more about yourself. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for being here with me today, Ray. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just, you know, honored to be here with you and just it also feels nice to catch up and yeah, uh, you know, um, shine. Okay, shine. Please. let's go. please. <laughs> um, all right, there. <laughs> like, okay, well, now I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, um, right. <laughs> right. Okay, so, um, you know, overcoming a lot of bullying, discrimination, racism, being a queer black. Um, woman and, and someone who who identifies as she her but a hybrid as i always mm, said to my okay. parents because i felt like yeah. it's a mix of, of both of who who i am to my core i've been able to build my business my practice my career out of truly one believing in myself two sticking 100 percent true to my values mm. And with being able to do that, I've worked with some of the top companies and celebrities in the world, like RBC Royal Bank, Soho House. I've got athletes, lawyers, parents, teachers, my brand partnerships with Nike, a full campaign, a full campaign with DHL, full campaign, and a few that are coming up that I can't talk about just yet. (laughs) And... And, and being myself, and, and I get to work with brands who understand that, and I get to work with companies that understand that, and I think that is the biggest thing that makes me shine, is that when I show up, I get to be me, authentically mm-hmm. me in every single way, and then that allows me to continue to show up as me. So um, that's me shining, is, is being myself. Yes, and I love everything about when you shine. And tell me more about what you just have going on. Speaking of like working with different brands, some you can't tell us about just yet, but you, I know, you know, just from knowing you and following you that you do a lot of collaborating <laughs> yes. and you've, you've built some really great relationships. And I feel like when we're starting our businesses and we have our vision for our business, when we think about entrepreneurship, we feel like it's because we are building our own brand, we have to do it and stay in our, stay in our lane. And I always say that this journey called entrepreneurship is, it takes a village. It's not a, vill- a journey that should be mm-hmm. traveled alone. Mm-hmm. So when you think about, you know, just you 
going on your journey and you, you building these relationships and you collaborating Mm. where, like, what did it take for you to really start to do that? Like, why did you decide like, this is going to be a part of like how I really shine? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. I think to my core, that is just the kind of person I am, you know, from, from the day we met in in Mm -hmm. class and in coaching, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's an underlining foundation of just who I am as a person, but I think what took it to the next level was really wanting to build my career and my brand. And one thing that I said, I, and since I was a kid, I've always said smarter, not harder. Right. And I, when I was, you know, building my Instagram page and building my social media following, and I said, I'm not going to do everything that everyone else is doing. Of course I'm going yeah. to do things my way. And so what I decided that, because I'd also be, that been an event planner for 10 years. Okay, yeah. Okay. So my background in tying pieces together and collaboration, sponsorships, pairing, and, and all that was starting to, you know, come into play. And I thought, hmm, the number one way to get more people talking about me is to have more people talking about me. Mm-hmm. So then I said, okay. Every single collaboration, even if not monetary, let's do when in the beginning. Yes. Podcasts, um, interviews, then Instagram lives, articles, um, just anything that can bring us together where someone else and th- their potential community is now talking about me. Yeah. That is probably the number one thing that built my social media following. And then you build those relationships because they're not, they're not inauthentic. I, mm-hmm. Everything I do is from a very authentic space. I think one of my very soft top skills is building relationships. And then that person talks about you. Then that person sends you a referral. Then you build the relationship with that person. And then that turns into more referrals. And it just builds and spreads like fairy dust. Yeah. And to this day, I've completely run, oh, except for maybe, let's say, the last year, because I have um, like an influencer management now. So they take care of all my big brand partnerships. I just don't have the, I can't take on everything. Um, but up until then, I was doing everything on my own, no team, no no management, um, and just all referrals. I didn't have it in marketing. I didn't even have, really have a website. So every single thing I was doing was off of referrals and referrals strictly come from people talking about you. And the quote, you know, people will not always remember what you do, but they'll remember how you make them feel. And so that to me is, I think, the root of, of collaboration. And that's what really helped me build my career. Awesome. And, and the, um, your newest role right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is huge. Oh my gosh. Congrats. Um, tell Thank me, you. Uh, tell us more about how, do you feel like that kind of epitomizes everything that you've been working on or working towards um, with collaborating, with building relationships, with, you know, planting the little seeds and getting those referrals? I think it really ties everything together. And I think a really big you know, growth and future of everything that I've been doing, whether from self-advocating for myself in grade four to advocating for others in corporate spaces. And Mm. so the new role is the manager of culture, diversity, and inclusion 
at SickKids Foundation mm-hmm. and, you know, one of the top hospitals in the world. Yes. And I get to be the first person to support them in shifting how they do everything and bringing that equitable lens to every facet of that organization. And it allows me to not only take those tools to what I'm doing now, but learn and grow myself. And I think there's a big piece to never stopping the learning. There is always more to learn is something I've always said to myself. And this role allows me to be me, bring all of my expertise and transferable skills to the table while also learning. And I think that is a really magical place to be. So I I'm love it. I'm excited. And it's like, we're just, we're doing good work and the city that is my home and, and will always have my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And so what would you say is an easy thing for someone who is just starting out and they, they want to grow their brand. They probably feel like they don't have don't have the relationships. We absolutely all do. We just have to learn how to ask, put ourselves out there. For sure, but, for sure. But, you know, somebody who's just starting out, like where, where do you th- feel like they should position or how should they position themselves? Yeah, I mean. In those relationships. I think you really start with the closest network and then go, you know, one over from there consistently. So close family and friends acquaintances, further acquaintances, those acquaintances, friends, and back in. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the easiest things, it may not feel easy at the time, but it it becomes easier really quickly, is just reaching out to those people closest to you and just saying, here's what I've been doing, here's what I'm up to, would love if you have any ideas or if you'd be open to supporting me. And if you don't know already what could be good, then that person might be able to say, okay, well, depending on what what your goal is, right? So for me, my goal was to come in and do a workshop. So I'd message my friends or someone, wherever company their works, I'd say, hey, this is what I'm up to now. You've probably seen, you know, my life coach now, and this is what I'm doing. And I'm wondering if I, you, you know, put me in contact with who would be, you know, books this, or if you could help me. And nine out of 10 times, a person goes, yeah, let me introduce you to the head of HR. Maybe they can help. Okay, great. And then they connect me with head of HR. We jump on a call and we have a meeting or whatever it might be. And that turns into something. And even if it doesn't, it turns into the the connection has been made. And that can turn into something later. That can turn into a referral. There's been tons of times where companies who I haven't gotten a chance to work with have come back and say, you know, that wasn't a right fit, but this was. Mm. because I got to shine in that meeting. Yeah, yeah. So they always come, they always find, there's always a way to work together, even if the initial meeting isn't, didn't pan out. Yeah. So I would yeah. say, be clear on what it is you, like take some time to think about what you might want or how the support would look like for you, what kind of support you need, and then reach out to your immediate network first to start building that. Hey, do you know anyone that's looking for a coach? I would love your referrals. Or, hey, if you, your company does wellness, I'd love to come in and do a quick lunch and learn. To be fair, lunch and learns are typically smaller budgets or maybe not a budget at all. And when you're starting out, you will do things for free. There is no shame in that. I did lots of stuff for free. Yep. Lots of stuff. <laughs> Travel for free. across the city. 
But then you begin to start to build that reputation, that notoriety, being a thought leader in whatever area you're you know, working on. And then slowly you shift to paid, higher, higher, and then you get to pick and choose which ones are close to your heart that if they don't have the budget, then you can decide if you would like to offer your time for free. The choice then becomes yours. At the beginning, you're, you're building. And I think there's a level of, you know, building and, and, and doing things for free, especially if it's a lunch and learn, which always also means it'll be a little bit less of your time. So sounds hard at first, but I think the, your first line of support mm-hmm. is going to be the immediate family and then expand from there a little bit. Yeah. And I like how you said that, um, you know, sometimes companies come back to you and say, no, that wasn't a fit, but this is. And it's just mm-hmm. a good reminder of it's a it, it's not a no it's not a permanent no it's just it's a right now yeah so, so it's, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's a, oh I love that that's something like it's not a no it's not yet yep yep absolutely and depending on how you show up to that meeting that net that not yet can always turn into a now yes yes and we t- we take those no's to heart. <laughs> We do. Right? Take them so we, personally. We do. We just gotta take. Gotta be a little bit objective sometimes. Like, okay, they're not necessarily saying no to me. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not a fit right now. But because we exactly. take it personally, like, well, they don't want me, and they don't need. Me. And it's, it's like, no, stop. But it's you know what? I feel like that's a muscle that we kind of have to work on constantly. Absolutely. Yep. As humans. Yep. <laughs> right. Singers so have to rehearse. Right. You know, basketball players have to practice. So everyone in, a, in, in whatever profession they're in, there is a level of, uh, like, uh, getting to that level of expertise within your own right. Yes. And then taking that no, and even in the moment when you get the no, and you, if you do take it personally, it's you no know, I mean, opportunity to evaluate. Like, what yes. did I do? What could I have done differently? What will I do next time? You know, what can I move around? What can I learn from this? And just mm-hmm. not being able to turn that in that no into an opportunity. Flip it around. Yes. Make it on. Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, let's go. What? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> my group is hilarious. Yes, exactly, exactly. So what would you say um, when it comes to you also talked about when you, you start to grow your network and the opportunities start to find you. You don't necessarily have to go looking for the opportunities anymore. And they start to find you. And you feel like, has there ever been a time when – something wasn't necessarily aligned with your vision, but you felt like if you said no, it would then sever that tie. Do you ever say yes to anything? You're like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but I might need them later on. What do I do? That is a really good question. I would say for the most part, no. Um, I think there's there's probably been times where I've done a little more than what was asked or needed, or then they came in with like a little bit of a more ask without increased pay. Okay. And 
in that moment, I also have a choice. You know, what does this client, this contract mean to me? Right. And if the answer is, you know, on, on a positive note, then sure, I'll do it. If the answer is, eh, it's not detrimental, then I would have a conversation with them to at least okay. try to get it closer to what feels good for me. And I think that's something that happens a lot with like brand partnerships. And, you know, I had a meeting this morning and it's a, it's a little wellness kit for a brand. And they want me to post two grid posts, meaning on your Instagram page, okay. not in your okay. stories. So it stays forever. And I'm thinking, great, this is awesome. And it's, a, it's something that aligns with me or else I wouldn't have signed on to do it. But then they said, okay, so the first picture of that will have to be the kit. And I was like, I can't do that. I don't, my, 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 I don't post product. Okay. I post education, okay. knowledge, fun. So if you want me to post or a video of me unboxing it or, you know, engaging with it, I can do that. But the, I can't just post product. And they paused and they were like, okay, yeah, you're right. That we want it to align with you. I said, well, okay. Oh, that's good. Okay. So then they're like, just can you make the product second? It's in a carousel, meaning the the album on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can do that. No problem. So I think that with love and respect and and speaking my truth, I've been able to navigate that because then it reminds the companies that I'm working with why they chose to work with me. And so then it kind of encourages them to reconsider why they're asking me to do something that doesn't align with me. Mm-hmm. I think that can be tricky in the beginning when you're maybe not as confident to stand tall in your, in your own ground. Yeah. And, and so two things about that. One, don't beat yourself up if that happens. Let that be a lesson and, and learn for next time. Two, you know, we're all learning and growing, especially in the beginning of business. So I think there is also something to say about getting, falling down nine times and getting up ten. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I think that would be my best advice. Sometimes it might happen, but standing your, working towards standing your ground and speaking your truth can really support that. Yeah. And just knowing, yeah, knowing your value, knowing your worth, knowing that you bring value. Otherwise they would not have reached out to you in the first place. You wouldn't have been having that conversation in the first place. So holding on to that, Thank not you. compromising yes. Yes. that. Yes. Saying, I'm not going to do it, that. Yes. And then (laughs) it's like, then they are almost like embarrassed for asking. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that on the other side of that, if there is someone or a brand or a company that is asking you to do things that fully doesn't align with you, then that's perhaps a chance for you to explore why this is a partnership for you. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keyword partnership. Exactly. So, what with everything you have going on all the partnerships all the collaborating do you have anything coming up that you can let us know about that we should should we just follow you on instagram that's going to be in the the show notes or is there anything that you're really excited about that you can talk about oh my goodness (laughs) oh got a lot of great stuff on the go. Okay, so when well, my newest campaign with Nike came out a little bit ago mm-hmm. is, you know, a full video of me 
talking about my life experience. And that's a great way for someone to get to know me if they're kind of new to me or just meeting me, which is just cool because like a life dream, queer, black, plus size woman of color, first time being um, the a full campaign. That's insane. Like, my now, heart just bursting with excitement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I forget how like big that is because I've been able to, because of everyone who, you know, stood up for our rights years ago, I've been able to move through this world a little bit easier than perhaps my parents' generation, perhaps other generations. So sometimes I forget how big that is to be the first of something. Yeah. And hopefully any other queer and people of color can, can also be inspired by that. That is, that is truly my goal. So that's something that's exciting that's happening um oh i have i feel like there's so many that i can't even think of, <laughs> of them I they should article, follow you then they should just follow you they gotta follow me i got an article in the toronto star about uh, building confidence that anyone and everyone can use because that's you know obviously been a big pillar for for my life and building confidence for myself i just took all those things that i did and then created that and put that into workshops and talks and for for other people okay another exciting thing coming out yeah, yeah, yeah. uh hopefully soon will be my online courses okay so taking all of the work that i've been doing almost for 10 years and putting that into an offering where anyone and everyone can access because right now 90 percent of my work is corporate so people don't get to see it i don't get to film it which is great um but i'd like to make it more accessible and i also really want to be mindful of pricing you know if someone can't access, you know, one-on-one therapy or this or that, you know, my courses will be a way that they'll be able to have a level of that without um, spending all their hard-earned dollars. Yeah. All right. I truly believe that everyone should have access to these sorts of t- tools and resources. And I don't think everyone thinks about that per se. Uh-huh. And otherwise I would say, follow me. I, you, you won't find like the same thing every day. But what you will find is fun, motivation, and education, and me being my true self, authentically raw, and hoping to just have some fun along the way, not taking myself too seriously, because <sighs> that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever. <laughs> right? What you see is what you get, okay? Yeah, exactly. This is what you okay. see. This is what you're getting. 100%. And I show my yeah. personality. Like, I'm always posting lions and whale sharks because those are my favorite animals. Like, funny videos because it's like me and my friends. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think it's, it's been a level that also helps me be relatable. I was just about and to say that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then brands and companies want to work with me even more because it's like, okay, you're professional and you are having, you're an expert in some areas, but you're also a regular person who's trying to figure out your way in the world too. And yeah. I think there's, it's important for us to all just be comfortable in body, the skin, et cetera, that we are in. Before I let you go, is there, do you have a nugget, something that you can leave listeners with? uh, A favorite quote, some words of encouragement? Mm, Yes. Just wrap up this beautiful conversation we had. I would say one that I, that I think is important to share, especially with, you know, so much going on in our world right now is a reminder that we pour from our overflow. 
And I think for so long, everyone said you pour from a half full cup or a full cup. And that actually just isn't true. Because full, you're taking from your own self, your own reserve, your own fuel. But if you are constantly honoring yourself, supporting yourself, taking care of yourself, you can pour from your overflow. And then it's not taking away from you and you can just give to give. And that is honestly one of the reasons why I'm able to show up with that 165% energy, literally back to back since 8.30 this morning, nonstop. Yeah. But I'm pouring from overflow. I have, I have energy to give. I have love to give. So that's important because if you take from your reserves, then that means you're never fully fueling up again. So Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself and pouring, remembering to pour from your overflow, not half full or full. And then my quote, I would say is like the quote that I really came up with for myself, especially on my weight loss journey and just saying this to myself every day really helped as like a mantra Mm-hmm. And I'll share it with anyone. If it resonates for you, I absolutely encourage you to take it. And it's embrace where you are today in life, knowing it is not where you have to stay. And for me, that just always reminded me that I have a choice. I can do something differently. I can take a course. I can learn something on Google. I can think differently. I can shift my perspective. I can process things differently. Um, and I can show up differently. So I always have a choice. Ah, beautiful. Thank you so <laughs> much. I appreciate you and I'm so proud of you and love you and adore you. I'm rooting for you all the way. Thanks so much, Rhea, for being with me here today. Thanks for having and me. And I'll see you soon. I appreciate you. I love you right back. And I love seeing you shine as well. So it was an honor to be here. Well, we've come to the end of the episode. And girl, can I just say that I hope that you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed being a part of it. How inspired are you feeling right now? Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on what we have coming up because these will just keep getting better and better. If you're a young woman ready to get out of that grind to five rut and find your shine to five purpose, connect with me on my website, kristenandjames.com. Take care until next time. And as I always say, have a sparkling day.